Hello everyone, uh, this is Kevin King. Uh, I want to welcome you all to my up-and-coming podcast. Uh, this is Kev's Realty, um, where we will be spilling the tea in realty. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to create a compilation of information and content that I can share with my clients who are going through their very first real estate purchase. I realized that the amount of information that a buyer and seller uh, needs to know during the process can be overwhelming. Now, this is a neat way to let someone digest content at their own pace or find a resource for someone to uh, look at questions that already been answered or just to ensure that I don't leave anything important out because my job is to represent a client to the best of my ability right now as of january 2021 i became a fully licensed realtor in the state of oklahoma and one thing that i noticed being a realtor is that there are really two kinds of hats that a realtor can wear during the um, purchase or selling process and that is either a babysitter or a mom hat (laughs) okay Uh, A babysitter hat is someone who is making sure that um, you aren't buying a car at the same time that you're buying your house or that is telling you the process 10 times over before the day is done or uh, educating you on what not to do and what to do. (laughs) Um, Maybe segmenting your teams and telling you, hey, if you think anything related to money, You come talk to this guy or if you think anything related to your home you come talk to me and um, we have uh, a mom a mom hat so that is someone who uh, checks in on you to see if you're still alive right (laughs) Um, asking you how are things doing Um, they're seeing if you are wanting any questions answered if you have any issues kind of reminding you of you know, your closing that you have for tomorrow, things like that. Now, when you listen to the difference between the two, you will kind of see that one is um, an educator hat and the other is more like a, a reminder hat, right? Now, I, I, I did think to myself, I could just say um, it's a teacher hat instead of a babysitter hat, but... That wouldn't make much sense because a teacher wouldn't have to tell or remind someone not to buy a fridge or to make sure that they don't make a payment plan on a washer dryer before closing or even have the urge to uh, slap someone on the wrist and remind them not to do uh, X, Y, Z, right? Um, Finally, the ultimate purpose of um, creating this podcast is to create credibility. Um, I understand that credibility is very important. Um, I know this because I am a very skeptical guy when it comes to anything. uh, um, Credibility is very important to me, so I'll assume that's important to you as well. So what better way to build credibility than to... Um, take this podcast and find local Oklahomans who have gone through the process before, who have had that experience 
and ask them what's their take on it, if they have any advice or if they have any feedback that they can give you guys. And not only that, from time to time, I would be speaking with other realtors, other local realtors, lenders, title companies, and um, seeing if they're willing to share their experience on um, the home buying process and to add some value to this podcast and bring a little personality to it as well. But before all that, I, I do want to start things off with my own story of buying my first piece of real estate and all the things I did wrong. <laughs> when I said there's a lot of things we need to know, um, I wasn't kidding. I probably did everything wrong in the book. I changed jobs. I bought a car. I moved states. Um, I spoke to the listing agent. I let my emotions um, cloud my my reasoning. Um, I think the only thing I didn't do wrong was get married. Uh, in the state of Oklahoma, if you get married during the purchasing process, you, it needs everything changes because now the the spouse needs to sign off on everything. And then if you want your uh, last name, if your last name changed, and if you want that to be presented on the bill of sales, and you're going to have to go through the entire process over again. So it really just throws a wrench in, <laughs> in the entire system. And luckily, that's I didn't do that, but I did everything else, trust me. Now, when um, I changed my job, this is, uh, it can be an issue, um, not not only the fact that we need like three months of pay history, um, just the fact that, you know, your job is what determines, or your income is what determines how much you can borrow. And this is something that you discuss with the lender. So if, if your job changes, it kind of, it'll, it'll be like, okay, do we need uh, this to change or what's going on? It just really causes issues for all parties that are helping you. The second bit is I bought a car. <laughs> um, that was probably the hardest part and um, that caused me the most trouble was buying my car during my home buying process, which is a big no-no, but I, I didn't know it at the time. When uh, purchasing real estate, um, the lender will look at your debt-to-income ratio to see if you qualify for um the purchase price of the property to see if you can borrow that amount of money, right? So if you if you add more debt to to that a situation, the whole entire thing changes. And um, and in that scenario, it made it to where I couldn't borrow that money, so I I had to get a different job. So you can kind of see the the chain events. Um, it really it really all started from buying a car. So that that was really the foundation of all my issues but I I didn't want to I didn't want to get rid of it and that's a that's a different story the second bit was I moved states which is also um, me having to change jobs is the reason why I had to go to a different state but going to a different state I couldn't attend closing or I couldn't do anything related to the house I mean I guess the only real 
issue was that I couldn't attend closing. Um, the second biggest issue was a uh, huge with um, debits and credits to my bank account. So I had large um, deposits into my account for travel expenses. And then I, I spent a lot of money for Airbnb, food, gas, and travel. So it it just made my underwriter nuts. Uh, like the lending side hated me. I It was... It was an awful experience, um, and it was my fault entirely, but it's just, you don't know what you don't know, and um, it was a, it was an experience for sure. The last bit was I let my emotions cloud my reasoning, so the biggest issue of having your emotions attached to any anything at all is like bringing gas to a bonfire. It's... It can get ugly and quick, and most of the time it did. Um, end of the day, the the deal was salvaged. It took me a little over five months to close, and um, the average is 30 to 40 days typically. So it took me five times the normal time to close. It took me a entire five months to close. You know, the reasoning for that was I was out of state for three months, so I couldn't attend closing. Closing had to get extended a lot. I got a new job, so three months of pay stub was required to see if I could even qualify to borrow that money. Um, because originally I, I didn't qualify from the income I made, so my new job paid more. So I had to wait for three months to see if, like, yes, this amount of money will be good and I can borrow it. So it was it was a it's a big ordeal. Big big ordeal, sorry. Um the house went pending on May 28th of 2019. And we closed on November 14th of 2019. So it's just a little over 5 months. Now, the deal was savage. It took a lot of creativity and um, thinking outside of the box. Uh, my The realtor at the time that was representing me, she was a super nice lady. Um, but it's like what I was talking about earlier about the different types of hats of the babysitter hat and uh, the mom hat. She was more of a mom hat type of realtor. She would come in and remind me that she hasn't forgotten about me and remind me that, hey, this is happening and this is going to happen. So it was very, it's very nice, but it didn't, it wasn't what I needed as a first time home buyer. I really needed someone to hold my hand and tell me what not to do. Um, Cause a lot of the times, I didn't, well, not a lot of times, I, I didn't have it, uh, the resources needed, you know, I reached out to my parents, but that's really what caused me to get emotional because um, they would tell me things that were contradicting the um, the lenders or the realtors, and that would just cause me to get very emotional and take things out of hand. So um, it, it just caused more issues than fixing the problem. A lot happened. I'm I'm telling you right now. I had to um, uh, when I said 
get creative, I I went into the um, the listing agent and I told them that hey, I would be willing to pay for um, the buyer's taxes and their HOA because at the time they weren't living here, but they still had to pay HOA. So it was like 500 per month, and they were obviously getting ticked. Um, I was surprised the the whole entire deal lasted the entire five months. I, I'm surprised it didn't bust, okay? Um, but it is condos. Condos are known to be on the market for a relatively long time. Um, for some reason, a lot of people don't like to purchase condos. It's very a uh, very niche group of people who do so. And uh, the one, one bit that I did forget was talking to the listing agent. So as a realtor, we represent either the buyer or the seller. And me as a buyer, if I was to reach out to the listing agent and, you know, tell them any type of information that could hinder me or cause um, me to have a uh, uh, have or the seller to have a, a higher a upper hand, then because the listing agent represents the seller, they would have to go tell the seller because it's within their best interest, not mine. So for me, um, the safest bet was for me to stick with my realtor and have them represent me. It's just like the whole entire court system. If you have a lawyer there, they're there to make sure you don't go to jail, right? <laughs> um, so uh, luckily, the, the listing realtor was super nice, but it, it came to a point where she flat out told me, it was like, you cannot keep talking to me t- keep talking to me you cannot call me anymore stop calling me talk to your talk to your realtor um but my realtor wasn't wasn't there much of the time it was uh it was a it was a bittersweet experience because she was super nice but she kept having events and things that really that took her away from the situation like she had um, she went on vacation. She had things planned. I mean, things things life happens. She had things planned out, and she wasn't expecting this to take five months. So I, you know, we can all see where that was going, right? Um, she had uh, events she wanted to go to. She had um, places she she traveled. She did things, so she wasn't here physically. Um, it was, it just wasn't a good experience for me or for any of us, in that matter. You know, I, I didn't get the help I needed, um, so I had to to do a lot of micromanaging, and and that's just how I normally am. But that caused the problem originally, right? I would reach out to my realtor, the lender, uh, their realtor, the listing agent, the title company. I would reach out to everybody um, just to make sure where things were at, because I didn't know the process. So it caused caused some issues because I was talking to the the listing agent and um, other issues where um, I was trying to have find things out on my own and um, I didn't really have much conversation with my realtor my realtor was always gone uh, but I, I learned a lot from my lender but I had to ask a lot of questions like um, they didn't really tell me anything um, unless I asked them so it, it became like a really uh, inquisitive type situation was like do i need this when should i expect abc um xyz the list goes on um but becoming a realtor now i understand the process it's you don't 
the lenders are more like messengers. They don't really know until they know. If the underwriter says something, that then they have to relay that information. Um, so their job is, uh, to my best, to my understanding, is just to make sure <laughs> you have everything prepared, send it off to underwriter, and you get the clear to close, and you're golden. You know, if the person who's lending you the money says okay, then you can close, right? So that's the issue I was having was a lot of the underwriter had tons of questions for me uh, because of all the uh, the withdrawal, the debits and credits to my bank account, um, especially mainly my car um, because I put a huge amount down um, towards my car in terms of down payment and they were using my overall, um, my, my overall liquid funds as a as a factor in in whether or not I would qualify for borrowing the money. So it just causes tons of issues. I had to get a gift from my my parents um, borrowing money from them just so that my bank account would show a number that would satisfy them. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, I would just give it back. You know, it was, it was a whole entire ordeal, a big mess. I learned a lot. I learned a lot, but I made a tons of mistakes and i thought i was relatively um prepared because i did all the research what 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 proper documents to get ready what um what what to know what what not to do what to do apparently <laughs> apparently I, I didn't think 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 of that bit but but look my situation when i did that was um in my defense was a uh, like a whole uh, fresh start, right? I know, I know. One of you guys have probably thought of this, or it's probably happened before. I, in fact, I do know it's happened with the marriage situation, but I just that I didn't go through that process. My process was like the whole new start. I'm going to get a new job. I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to move into a, a, my own place. You know, start my life. It was just, it was that mentality. You know, I'm going to do all this. Um, awesome thing at once and when it comes to purchasing a home that's that's those are all the things you don't want to do <laughs> right um so it was definitely it was definitely an ordeal and experience I, my realtor she she handed me off to a uh and i don't know if it was an assistant or another realtor at the time um but his the way he worked was uh, he wasn't he wasn't uh, very inform. I I wouldn't say very informative. I would say he worked behind the scenes, right? So this is the the dealing with different types of personalities um, situation. Like, does your realtor fit well with you or not? Um, he would work really hard behind the scenes, but he wouldn't update me or tell me what was going on. So like. That's where the emotions kind of came in because I didn't know what was going on. I was freaking out, and the only person I could talk to was my lender, <laughs> um, and my listing <laughs> and the listing agent, who I who I wasn't supposed to be talking to. So I couldn't get in contact with him either. But he would update me when things would happen, and it would just it it was just too late for me. I I needed to know in advance. Like I'm. I'm that type of person, you, you know, like, the, 
I hate, I know there's pros and cons with micromanaging, but it's just like, I don't know. I just don't want it to go wrong. And then it turns out everything went wrong. So uh, definitely, definitely a huge ordeal. Um, as becoming a realtor, when I, when I got my license, I learned everything I did was wrong. All the things I did wrong. And it just made me cringe um, the moment uh, I learned that uh, the, the realtor represented their own party and not the other and then i remember me doing that i was like oh no i was that guy i was really i was the post um i was a poster child for tr- like the problem child right the, the 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 issue child i did everything wrong I, I probably made my realtor go nuts um but again it's it was a accumulative issue thing i I didn't know what I didn't know, and I did it. I didn't get help. I mean, I didn't even know what to look for. I didn't know that was going to be an issue. But, I mean, thinking back, that kind of makes sense. But I was young. I was like, what, 20, 21? Not, not, even, not even 21 at the time. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, that's a good, good start for credibility is it's my own story of how I I botched my own real estate journey but I mean I learned a lot I'm taking what I learned and I'm I'm bringing it to the table making sure that no one makes the same mistakes I made making sure that you know I'm babysitting and, and it's not it's not a bad thing to do it's not a bad term I know it's kind of has a bad uh, it sounds like it has like a stigma behind it oh you're a babysitter um you want to hold my hand? Oh, wah. But not really. I mean, I would prefer it. It's there's, I, I, I had a a buddy in Texas who purchased real estate, and I I helped him through the process after getting my license, and it felt really good, because he was getting represented over there in Texas, and um, I just helped him by making sure that he was getting represented correctly and giving him advice of of small things like for example he he sold off all his stuff in his garage and um he was going to deposit that cash into his bank during the process of buying his house and um you know i it was just it wasn't even brought up in conversation it was just one random thing i told him to do um or advise him not to do it's like to make to make large withdrawals or deposits and then he asked me about that and he explained to me the situation so the solution was was just to i mean at the time um was just to give the money to his parents and have his parents re-gift him the money that way it's just a a lump sum of funds that you had to explain versus like the piece by piece of the small um, money that you made from all the garage. Because when it comes to underwriting, if you make a large deposit, they're gonna ask you where it came from. And if all that money came from, from selling stuff in your garage, you're gonna have to explain every single transaction to the T, like, oh, this $10 came from my my uh, my wrench set, this $5 came from my screwdriver set, and it accumulated to the total deposit of $7,000. I mean that's a lot of explaining to do. So if anything, it just saved him some headache. You know, it's he, he said I asked him um, if he could have done it by himself. He said yes, he could probably done done it by himself, 
but it probably wouldn't have would not have been that smooth and just having someone there that he knows was a friend helping him made him feel like um how did he say it uh comfortable that he wasn't being ripped off or misrepresented you know is that credibility part of it so he didn't have to put any emotions into it you know it it all it all adds up it all at the end of the day it all it all comes back together like not talking to the listing agent you know things like that just as a person who've never done real estate before your first time buying it i mean you wouldn't really know and plus i was young at the time like i i didn't know if in hindsight if i was like a businessman it would make sense or if i was more experienced that would make sense like yeah the person's representing the other side i don't want to tell them anything that can um hinder my success right <laughs> nope not for me um but yeah this um uh, this podcast is going to be really good i am i'm wanting to reach out to local oklahomans who already purchased real estate kind of pick their brain gives so that way you know my buyers can get referenced and maybe they they may recognize the names oh yeah that's sean who owns burger the burger king down down the street oh my god that's my friend and he had i didn't know he had such a hard time doing xyz or i learned something new you know i want to buy burger king too and and he told me not to do this you know sean's my guy i probably won't do that <laughs> it's it's a small place everybody everybody knows each other and then asking other realtors, you know, I I've spoken to many people who who know realtors that are in my firm, and, and I would say, yeah, I I know that person. So it it's just a neat little um, a fun thing to do to reach out to them and ask them about their experiences and and situations that they've been in, and maybe some advice that they would like to give. Overall, I think this is going to be interesting. I definitely my first time doing a podcast, but um, it it beats having to record myself, and um, it it makes it a lot easier because I don't have to remember anything. I can just write it down and or make cliff notes and just look down at my notes and and talk. But um, I'll I'll do more of this for sure. Uh, this is uh, again Kev's real tea, where we're spilling the tea in realty. Hopefully. I'll see you guys in the next one. Um, we'll be doing um, a, what is it? A first time home buyer survival guide. So hopefully you'll like that. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.